is good to find gang gang welcome to another reading of how rich people think by steve Siebold. you guys know i love this subtitle turn your ambition into action this is all about you know i think that as we're heading into starting off 2022 you know we've had the hopes the goals the dreams the motivations we have the vision boards the visualizations, right? But like I said, over and over again, it's about action, right? Some of us have ambition, but what do we do with the, with the action? So today I'm going to be reading from chapter 10 and it is titled, Middle Class Believes Money is Negative, World Class Believes Money is Positive. It says, ask most people about money and you'll understand why they don't have any. That's a whole word right there. The masses see ambitious people as greedy and self-serving. They see money as a necessary evil that must be managed but never focused on. After all, there are more righteous pursuits like television, sports, and movies. Mm -mm Mm-mm-mm. The idea of building wealth seems shallow. It also seems like a lot of work. The rich see money as a positive tool with the power to create freedom and opportunity for themselves and their families. Being wealthy gives them the option to live what author, philosopher, Anne Rand called an unrestricted existence. This means having the ability to do what they want, when they want, with whomever they want, for as long as they want, without limitations. It also gives the freedom to engage in their favorite pastimes, no matter how lavish or seemingly impractical to the masses. Many millionaires form charitable foundations and donate substantial sums to the less fortunate. Without the ongoing support of wealthy benefactors, most charities would not survive. So while the middle class demonizes and criticizes the world class for selfishness and greed, the latter is donating a lion's share of the money that keeps charities alive. Many also pay more taxes in a year than most people pay in a lifetime and are essentially responsible for funding the infrastructure of the government's tax base. At the heart of this level of thinking is the belief that money is either a tool of evil or empowerment. The belief you adapt will lead you to abundant wealth or middle-class mediocrity. That is whole entire facts. This one, I definitely have commentary on this one. So the resource, um, the book resource that he's recommending is the book, I Can Make You Rich by Paul McKenna. Okay, the book is I Can Make You Rich by Paul McKenna. And the critical thinking question is, do you believe being rich creates more opportunities or more problems? Action step, make a list of the things you would do if you were a millionaire. Now, that is funny because yesterday I was talking about, um, you know, the new year, although I, I kind of feel like I'll talk about that in another um, podcast. But I asked the question, you know, what would you do if you were a billionaire, right? Um, because it really, 
allows you to, to have some depth about what your life purpose is. What do you really love to do? What are your passions? What, you know, would you really, would you be working that job? Would you be living in that neighborhood? Would you be driving that car? Would you be um, maybe spending more time with your family, doing, you know, more painting, singing, dancing, working out, traveling. And so then once you start to hone in on the lifestyle that you really want, you kind of have to ask yourself, well, why haven't I gotten myself aligned to do the things that I really want? Right. And I absolutely love this. I think that um, I was talking also yesterday a little bit about how there is a difference in how the wealthy think. And I remember, especially that's one of my biggest pet peeves with religion is all this time, the poverty mindset that now I have to unwind from my mind is like, is, is poverty mindset. I couldn't tell you time and time again, how it was like, money is evil. The money of, of, uh, love of money is root of all evil. And so here I am trying to break the generational curses and reset how I think and how I, you know, like even with talking with my parents, it's like crazy, you know, and then watching the next generation, which is my niece and hearing the conversations and, and thankful that I'm there for some, uh, conversations to help course correct how she views money. Right. And even having the conversations with my, with my, um, with my, with my friends, it, it's, it's a little bit surreal. So here, right off the bat, he talks about how, um, I look forward to having those type of conversations moving forward. Like, how do you think about money? I mean, even if, for those of you who are going into relationships, you start to have conversations with them about their values about money. In fact, one of the primary reasons for divorce is money. A lot of the times when I'm making little jokes and stuff like that, it's about, well, I'll date you, but I'm keeping all my money to myself because I worked hard for it and I'm not doing the 50-50. And so then right there, that 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 starts to open up landmines, right? And the other thing here says, the masses see ambitious people as greedy and self-serving. And I've been wanting to really drill people that think like that, I already had that feeling kind of coming up and I could see it with some of the things that I've had to go through, but I've started to pay attention to how, you know, quote unquote, poor people will start to um, bash people like Amazon, uh, like Amazon Jeff Bezos, or not so much um, Elon Musk, but Jeff Bezos, sometimes people feel some kind of way with him, but Listen, when I tell you some of the happiest days have been within the last two months when I order my little Amazon products and they're at my door the next day. And then um, because you guys know I do trading and, and that type of thing. And so I'm paying attention to the news and what's happening and what they're doing. And so when everybody else was stuck, like I'm out here in Southern California, so they have um all through Long Beach, there's all the crates and all the, um, yeah, like basically the crates lining up and they can't get higher enough people to get them out. Well, Amazon went ahead and invested in um, the ships to do the commuting back and forth that they could rely on and they could be in control of. They got um, a bunch of like machinery to help with unloading 
the crates and um, they also invested in vehicles and, and hiring more people to get, you know, their stuff um, up and out and circulating, right? And so it's like nothing is stopping. And we've talked about this in, in previous um, readings of, the, of how the rich think, but the same thinking is available to you and it actually opens up opportunities for you you should be thinking of how to seize, seize the moment, carpe diem, how to, to leverage the opportunities. One of my favorite quotes last year was um, never um, something along, oh, I forgot the, the quote, but it was kind of like saying never, never um, misuse a opportunity or a crisis, right? Always use a crisis because whether people are in your face or there's news or the crisis means that there's opportunities to, to create solutions. And anytime you're creating solutions, that's an opportunity for you to make money. And so I think I just want to add to the voices moving forward. Like you cannot demonize people who live in nice neighborhoods and drive nice cars. They are putting in the work. They um, have legacy within their family where their family was looking out for them and making sure that they went to college, that they became a productive, upstanding citizen. Sometimes sometimes people are self-made, right? Sometimes they've had to work from zero, but who are we to demonize them and to scorn them, right? And the same way that they have the abilities to start from zero or the same abilities to <clears throat> enjoy legacy, we can do the same thing for ourselves too. But it, it's we've got to stop with the negative thinking, right? Um, it says here, they see money as a necessary evil that must be managed but never focused on. And like I said, that you will get that from any church person. 99% of any church people that you talk to, they make it seem, the first thing they're going to tell you, money, root of uh, money is evil. Um, they'll also tell you money's not going to make you happy. Um, <clears throat> you should be happy with 40000 or 50000 And then they'll start to tell you and glorify struggle, right? I think 2022 is about no struggle love. I, you know, for those of you who are kind of familiar with the twin flame journey and divine feminine divine, no struggle love. No, you know, no struggle finances. You know, people will tell you, oh, um, I'm saving. I'll only eat one meal a day because, you know, like to save money. I won't buy as many nice clothes, nice um clothing i will just downsize my house to one bedroom because i don't need a three bedroom and it's like no we live in an abundant universe every person should be making a hundred thousand minimum if you want to you know talk about spending habits or values or where they're spending it or how they're making it then we can have those conversations but i'm also going to be one of those voices moving forward where everyone should be thinking of masterminding how to make a hundred thousand a year minimum right and so that means that we have to cultivate ourselves and we need to have clarity of of understanding who we are and what we like to do and what the world needs from us <clears throat> but let's not demonize money let's not do that right um, and so, yeah, so then it's funny, too, because you start to realize that these are the same people who will watch, you know, back to back seasons of episodes of television and sports and movies, and they'll tell you the latest movies and they are in consumption mode versus creation mode, you know, um, 
they're always buying things, right? But they're not creating and they're comfortable with just the nine to five of working and building for someone else's empire, right? <clears throat> but it says that the the rich see money as a positive tool with the power to create freedom and opportunity for themselves and their family, right? Um, I love the idea of unrestricted existence. When, when I do my manifestations, it's like you start to think about how unlimited the resources are, how much wealth can flow to you, all the things you can do, all the places you can travel, all the nice things you can experience, right? All the nice things you can see and taste and smell and and enjoy and all of the luxuries that you can take on around you. And why should we feel guilted for that? <clears throat> you know, when you look at the, the TikToks for Black women in luxury, and then you hear the commentary, some people will say, oh, they shouldn't have to spend their money and they're spending too much money and you have the pocket watching. No, let them live their best life. You only have one life. And they have found, figured out a way how to enjoy those things around them. And you can do it too, right? You can do it too. Um, this is, this has been an interesting topic for me here too. It says many millionaires form charitable, uh, foundations and donate substantial sums to the less fortunate. So, um, there's two books that come to mind. One of them is the Wells of Abundance by Evie Ingram. And he talks about how in the first chapter, he talks about how we need to stop allowing people to sponge off of us. We need to stop giving people money. And I know it sounds harsh, but that's that's a game changer. Um, I think that um, you're going to hopefully start to see a reset in how millionaires donate. Because in, in many ways, it's like they're trying to help and it's really irresponsible um, same thing with the churches. You see them hand out because what happened is they're breaking universal laws and actually the wells of abundance, the seven planes. I have that book. Let me see. <clears throat> I want to make sure for those of you who want to reference it. And it's a $5 book. I think it's only like 60 pages. So it's a really good read. Um, let me see. Yeah, it's only 61 pages, but it's called Wells of Abundance, The Seven Planes of Supply and the Law of Increase. And it talks about how you're breaking universal laws of abundance when you start to to give money into something that doesn't, there has to be reciprocation. If you're giving out, you know, free clothing and free, free food, you have to get something in return. So whether that means that they come in and they do five hours of helping to clean the facility or do the landscaping on the church or if the church has a plot of land where they can um pick the oranges or avocados or cherries or um corn and then when they've put in the five hours for that week on friday they can pick up a basket of food pick up a basket of clothes but they've put in five hours of labor and then you give them something in exchange and then that farm that is cultivated whatever is in excess you can sell the produce and become profitable but because we're breaking those those um universal laws you're always going to have these people getting handouts right and you're always going to have people pouring into a black pit and we're cursing ourselves 
um, it blows my mind. But when you read that, you start to understand that you thinking that you're giving to to something like that, that that the law is that it, it has to pull from somewhere else. And guess what? That means you're going to experience lack somewhere else in your life. So I started to pay attention to what charitable, charitable donations are. I will prefer to give a nice, a bigger tip to a waiter or a waitress or somebody who's working, you know, um, or give a bigger tip to the person who does the landscaping or my housekeeping or, or anybody who I see is, is at least at a minimum working. I'm no longer, am I going to give money to the person at the gas station or the person laying on the street? Like those days are done. Another person who talks about this and a good way to give, I forget the name of the book. His name is, um, I think it's a Dale Carnegie because I think there's a Dale and an Andrew. I believe it's Dale Carnegie. What was the name of the book? I can see the cover of the book. Let me let me check real quick, y'all, because that one is a really good one. And and it was shocking because it talks about how churches are doing a huge disservice. Um, but also the way that we do charities. And I think that, like I was saying, millionaires they they want to give back they want to make a difference <clears throat> yeah the gospel of wealth by andrew carnegie the gospel of wealth by andrew carnegie that one will definitely flip you on your head you know if if you're considering yourself to be on track to be a millionaire li- listen to that book because that book talks about how we are not supposed to be just giving out like free lunches and free shoes and free books and free backpacks. No, you have to hold those people accountable to give something back in return, right? That's how you really help someone. And if you really want to help someone, you also um, do it through means of employment, right? You create job opportunities where they can show up and work and get money in return, Right. So that's just interesting. And I think that it's unfortunate, but I think that as the new breed of millionaires come up, they're going to start checking people like, no, no more handouts. You know, charity is going to have a different a different look and you can get in line and figure out what it means to become a millionaire and and um, cultivate yourself and cultivate your family and invest in your family or you can stay get left behind. But stop trying to bash people who have made it right. I think sometimes for young people, too, I can understand the frustration because I'm starting to understand the balances Part of my hustle and my drive in my early 20s was trying to make it with people who have been doing things for 20, 25 years, halfway on their way to retirement, right? But at least allow the ambition to and the drive for you to keep going and to keep pushing and you will get there. But sometimes we can get frustrated and, and feel like, well, I'm putting in work. I'm going to work nine to five. Yeah, but they've been doing that for 10 years consistently with the discipline, right? Nothing happens overnight. I mean, unless you win the lottery, but then you even see that when they win the lottery, they don't have the discipline or understand the value of money, right? Um, so it says here, without the ongoing support of wealthy benefactors, most charities would not survive, 
And in a way, it kind of speaks back to the to the universal laws, right? Speaks back to the universal laws. Um, so it says, while the middle class demonizes and criticizes the world class for selfishness and greed, the latter is donating the lion's share of the money that keeps charities alive. Um, one of the things I look forward to is paying taxes. Like, I know it sounds weird. Um, of course, I'm a huge proponent for like LLCs and having my business. Not a lot, but it's like um, looking forward to that means that you it's kind of like a benchmark or kind of like a indicator that you've made it. You are no longer relying on the government and, and you're in a higher tax bracket. Right. And it's a way of contributing. And so then, and so then that's when you start to pay attention to, okay, since I'm really paying taxes, who are my politicians? Who's my congressman? Who's the council member? Um, Who's the city um, manager? Who is, the, the governor, you know, where's my money going? And you start to pay attention to those things on, the, on that type of level. And so you become more of what you call an upstanding citizen. And you start to care about who's doing what and where and who the treasurer, treasurer is for your county and who the property tax controller person is, right? All of those things start to matter, right? But it makes for us to be better people, right? The real people who are demons are the people who are just going day to day and they don't care about what's happening around them, who the chief of police is, what the politics are, who got appointed to be the judge, right? Um, They're just going day to day, you know, they're not paying attention to make sure that their children can go to college and afford to to make sure to put them through to go to college so that they can make more money and paying attention to who their partners are going to be. They're not caring about the future. And that's another huge thing with Christianity. They think that this Jesus or this God is coming. And so they don't cultivate themselves nor their children. They're like, God's going to take care of it. God's going to deal with it. Oh, he's coming back soon. And my, the religion I grew up in, he was supposed to come in, um, was it 1864? He was supposed to come in the 1999 and all that time, all that wasted time. And he ain't come yet. And most of those people haven't cultivated themselves. Most of the people, you know, are living poor lives, but they're still waiting for Jesus. And they'll continue to tell you end of the, oh, 2022, this is going to be the end of time. This is going to be the end of the time. So no need for me to continue to, to, to work my way up through promotions and try to make more money because, you know, it's just ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Um, Yeah. So that's something for you to think about. What do you think about money? I don't know to what degree it might strike a nerve with you. I think if I had heard this five years ago, it would have definitely struck a nerve with me. I would have definitely felt some kind of way. But as I've been working on on things for myself, it's been eye opening and I could see the, the contrast between you know, the way that religion and society has ingrained in us that money is evil and evolving and ascending in my beliefs and embracing, you know, because sometimes, and it, it's unfortunate, I'm going to start to close up here, but um, it's unfortunate because some people do want to, your, your inherent feeling, especially as a child and a young person is you want to make it, 
and and then um, your parents and society, your teachers, they start to tell you and make it sound so bad. But I think that inherently, a lot of us start off with that initial feeling where it's kind of like, I want to live in a nice house and drive nice cars and and people come in and tell you, no, you need to be happy with 40,000. I'm making it with 40,000. Don't let anybody tell you not to to make more than 40,000 a year because I did it. And it's like, no, when you start to look at um, universal laws of abundance and manifesting, you start to realize just how abundant the world is. I had heard from someone and I I tried researching it, but let's just take it for what it is. There are 25,000 different types of jobs, 25,000 different ways of making income. There are always, wherever there's a crisis, there's always going to be an opportunity, like I talked about with Amazon, right? Um, And how they're handling the crisis. And because they've invested in that machinery and the labor, they're going to continue to explode in growth because they invested in themselves. They seized that moment and continue to provide goods and services while everybody else stayed stagnant, right? Um, so yeah, when you start to get into um, manifesting, you start to realize that there's enough money to go around for everyone and to circulate that money, especially when you're dealing with people who consume so much, right? They're willing to consume, but not go into the creative process of generating money for themselves. You're, it's, no one is stopping you from doing that at the end of the day. So this was a really good one. Um, the one for next week is going to be, wow. Wow, this is a good one. Okay, so next week it's going to be middle class embraces advanced degrees, world class embraces any form of education that makes them wealthier. And I love that because I was listening to um, this one person, she has like a ninth grade degree, maybe not the best morals and values, but she's out here making it. Um, I think she's like a hundred million, a hundred million. She has like a hundred million in assets or something like that. Um, but you can listen to her mindset and, you know, I think that at the end of the day, she's self-sufficient and, um, there's some things, you know, that you can work out with the family, but there's also poor people who are terrible, poor people who, um, can't provide for their children or put a roof over their head. And so then, but who's the terrible person now? You know what I'm saying? Like, I know that might have triggered some people, but it just is what it is. So we'll we'll explore what that is next Monday. Um, Go out there, you know, try to think of different ways to make money. You know, for me, I, I, it feels really nice. I've been on this path, like I said, for a while and was able to transition. And I'm really grateful that I found avenues to make passive income, but there's still a a desire to figure out, you know, how to cultivate selling some of the things I I have. Um, I've already written a book and I got my first royalty payment from that last year. So that was a fun experience. Um, And I look forward to releasing, I have at least one more book in my, on my docket that I just have to just um, get ready for publishing. So I'll be doing that this year. And 
exploring what it means to to provide more goods and services this year. But it's nice because I'm doing it because I enjoy it, right? And um, because it gives me a sense of fulfillment and the feelings are different because I'm not having to, to just do it to try to, to make money. It becomes boring or stressful or demanding, right? And you better believe in the months to come, I'm going to definitely be celebrating because I put in a lot of sacrifices. So I'm already preparing myself for the pushback from the community where it's like, no, you weren't there those days and nights when I was sacrificing, not spending as much because I was putting my money towards the investment and towards the growth and to enjoy the luxury and the wealth and the nice cars and the nice houses and the travel and the services, right? So... Yeah, don't come at me, bro. <laughs> All right, I'm going to sign off. Going to wish you guys the best. Going to charge you with love, high vibrational love, 528 hertz kind of love. Going to charge you with the love of your life and remind you that you are the first love of your life. You spend 365 days of the year with yourself. You know, your hopes, your dreams, your goals, your aspirations. So show up for yourself. Going to charge you with light and black light because black light illuminates invisible. Going to charge you with health, with wealth, with wisdom and prosperity. And again, I want to remind you that uh, one of my favorite mantras is every day in every way, I'm becoming better and better. And if you continue to to do that, you will also see the difference in your life. Until the next one, I am your oracle. Peace. <laughs>